welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, detailers, this is Marshall. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. It really does mean a lot when we get your DMs telling us what you guys have learned or how much you guys enjoyed it. It's been a really blast doing this, and I'm super excited about what's coming up this fall. A lot of stuff going on with the podcast, and want to make sure that you guys know about the Mobile Tech Expo Happy Hour. So coming to Mobile Tech Expo Las Vegas in September, September 5th, 6th, and 7th. September 5th is the big training day. DJ and I will be leading a class on branding, on marketing, on how detailers can brand themselves and use today's new forms of marketing to grow their detailing business. We will also be doing an environmental discussion with Ben from Narwhal Trailers. But the cool thing about doing Mobile Tech Vegas is not doing pint night, is doing pint happy hour. So at 3 o'clock on Friday, once you kind of wound down from uh, looking around at all the booths, we're going to have free beer. (laughs) What better way to kind of close down the first day of Mobile Tech than to come hang out, drink free beer, and see all the other detailers. All right, so that's at Mobile Tech Las Vegas. That's going to be September 5th. So get a, get a flight, get there. The hotel's at a really great place. The convention or trade show, I guess, is going to be done really well. We love what Sheldon and the guys and the other women from Mobile Tech are doing. So be a part of it. Join us. And as Sheldon said, uh, if you want to get in on some Education Day discount, use Pints as your discount. So look forward to seeing everybody there. Hey, make it a great day. DJ, I don't know about you, but I've been working way too much. Yeah? Actually, I haven't been working enough. I don't know, man. You, you... I really haven't been working enough. I don't know, I haven't, man. but no, I haven't. Are you sure? I, well, I don't know. What's that called? Uh, uh... Work life. Work life. Work life. Work life balance. Work life balance. How do you balance. figure out whether you're working too much or you're working not enough? <laughs> you listen to to Rob's roadmap to success. Oh, there you go, dude. I'm coining it. Rob's roadmap to success. Hundred. Like I've been hundred. He's been my mentor for a long time in this industry, and I learned a lot on this podcast that I did. I'm like, dude, where was that like? Where was that info at, you know, a few years ago, right? Like, well, hold on, man. Did I not ask enough quite? Like, I don't know. Anyways, good podcast. Yeah, so Another we have Rob Schroofer. You got to pronounce the R. Yeah, you'll hear Shroofer. real shortly that Marty pronounces it not Schroofer. Yeah, Shroofer. I don't know. Uh, you like Schroofer. Just, just how about Rob? No. Nah. <laughs> What's up, Rob? What up, Rob? He's cool, man. Rob's, yeah. Like one of these cool. Ch- for, for what you're about to hear, like, if you met him before this, you'd be like, "Never know." But like, hold on, is this the same? Like, you, yeah. you would literally ask, yeah. "Is this the same Rob?" We're, we're talking about the same guy. Yeah. 
You would never, never. Million years. That's why I think in the middle, I'm like, wait, what'd you say? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, how many, wait, what? Yeah. That was in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I met him, yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. Never, you, never would have I thought. think your mouth dropped. It probably did. Yeah, I think, it I'm probably gonna go back did. to watch the video. Yeah, I'm pretty sure your mouth. Dropped. There's a good chance. I literally couldn't believe it when he said. I was like, "Wait, yeah, what? Yeah. You have how many yeah. vehicles? Yeah, you got how, how many, many locations? How many team members? Wait, what did you say? You had how many employee? Like yeah. team members? Thank you. Yeah, all good. I don't know. Very impressive, Rob. Very impressive. So you can listen to Rob's. Uh, Roadmap, you were coining it. Oh, I'm sorry. And now you went blank. Well, no, I don't know. The coining's I, gone. I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> you can listen to Rob's Roadmap to Success now. No, I just got to turn it off. Okay. Well, hold on. You can listen. <laughs> you forgot to. It's... No, it just it went blank. Okay. okay. Now you go. Uh, you can listen to Rob's Roadmap to Success now. Hit the. <laughs> Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Namaste. Well, namaste, Mr. Patterson. Isn't that like some yoga term? Mm, I think it's for when you introduce an ex-president of the IBA, you always just be like, namaste. Oh, you bow to him. Yes. Yes, bow, please. <laughs> we are going to be drinking the Dogfish Head Namaste White. I like your style, Mr. Patterson. Good choice on this. It wasn't my choice. So Rob Shrewford, uh said, hey, you guys have Dogfish Head there in Tulsa. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've seen this logo for sure. I don't know if they have the American Beauty, which is what you chose, right? Yeah. Sweet. Of course you would. But you should have told me you switched it up. I'd have bought that too. It was like 15 minutes before the podcast. <laughs> So luckily we have cold beer now in Oklahoma to where I can wait even last minute than an hour prior to podcast to buy the warm beer. Hey, cheers. Cheers. And then try to get it cold before the podcast starts. So still last minuteing it. I just have more time now. Um, hmm. So I traditionally like these wit beers, wit beers that are white, like uh, Avery has a white rascal that I really like. Uh, we've been to... New Belgium that has fat tire white, and that's super delicious. Yeah. Mm, mm. What do you? This is a this is a little different. It's good. Yeah. Definitely has that Belgiumy taste. Mm-hmm. So Rob, you're drinking the American Beauty. Uh, yeah. Is that a? Am, what is that? It's a pale ale. Okay. We should probably introduce the listeners to who the hell we're talking to. Well, yeah, you know, man, right Rob. there. You know, beer first, man. True, yeah, true. Sorry, Rob. Hold on. Very, like, Rob, sorry, man. Yeah, beer Second first. Fiddle. Yeah. Second fiddle. <laughs> no, you're right. You want to introduce uh, the first time I met Mr. Schufer would have been at Mobile Tech, I think. Mobile Tech Orlando a couple Next years Next year we'll ago. be asking which Mobile Tech. Right. Yeah. Right. Ve- Ve- Vegas Mobile Tech or Orlando Mobile Tech. Yeah. Um, and we went to Hooters and had. Oh Hooters. my gosh, dude! Right. I remember that. <laughs> Didn't we have a bad experience? Had, well, that's what I was gonna say. Had the absolute worst yeah. waiter of all time. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, I she had was to go horrible. Get stuff. You had like yeah, yeah, we had to yeah, waver yeah, that like yeah. didn't like would just drop shit and leave. Like, was the food good though? At least is it ever? I mean, it's Hooters. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't Small go for money. the food. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we, I mean, what do we go for then? Beer, of course. Okay, I was going to say. And all I had was These like blue moon. You don't like as much money. Right? And the one that was behind the bar, I mean, DJ wasn't looking, but I was. You're always looking, Marty. It was very impressive. I still remember her. You, you, that happens to you quite a bit. You still remember the girl from uh, the Pint Night Vegas we had? Oh, the bartender? The bartender you, you kept talking about? the one I about? requested for this year? Is she, is she going to come work for you again? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, Mr. <laughs> you're already doing your work, huh? <laughs> Look at you. Uh, doesn't know because that's during the middle of the week. Doesn't know her work schedule's different. She so. doesn't want to commit. Yeah, uh, she, no, might, she might manager, have commitment I, problems, I, I, Marty. I did not reach she out to her. She didn't want to mention the restraining order. For <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, some guy from Oklahoma remembered me so much when he was requesting me one year later to be a bartender for a two-hour event. Hmm. And, and you remembered her, so there's a reason she's oh, remembering. I remember her because you won't let me not remember oh, her. Oh, she was beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous, that's why. And cool as can be. You just have to go watch that entry video that we did uh, last year where she talked about the different beers. You'll fall in love like I did. I'm, I'm, I'm in love, cool. happily in love, my friend. <laughs> Mr. Schufer, since DJ won't uh, introduce you. You won't shut the fuck up so I can do so. <laughs> Anyways, podcast guest, this is Rob Schufer. He's a past IDA president. I didn't even say it right, did I? Schufer. There's an R. Schufer? Is that, is, am I pronouncing it right, Rob? Is it Schufer? Schufer is correct. Yes, see? Schufer. Uh, ex-presidente of the International Detailing Association, Rob owns. So you were like, and still are most times, like was like one of my idols when I first got started. And I reached out to you a lot because you had like, at the time I think you had like maybe four vans or five or six, I don't know. It was a crap ton of mobile vans in what, Baltimore, D.C. area? Yeah, right between Baltimore and D.C. And you're always so chill, so less. I'm like, how does this dude running all these trucks and units in a place that I wouldn't think would be a good – I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what do you do in the winter? Yeah, so, you know, and it's just like – it's almost like you've beat the odds on all, on all ends. So you, you've definitely been a, a mentor of mine all through my career. Uh, I really appreciate all that you, you know, you've invested in me as a person. Um, but, yeah, I've always been intrigued by what you do and so forth. So you've got a massive operation up in Baltimore – I think, do you have any other car washes or anything, right? Yeah, we have, we've got a couple of locations, some auctions, some, um, some dealerships. So, you know, it's a pretty big operation. So you're, There's so you're, you're 120 people who work for me right now. Right. Exactly. And, 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 and no one really, I mean, you're like one of those Wait, underground. what? Yep. Exactly. No one knows that man. Wow. Yeah. He's so low key. You're so chill, but the amount of stress that probably is there is incredible. So I won't ask your secret, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. All right. So give us the, give us the whole story then. I mean, who is this man that nobody knows that runs a 120 employee detailing business? Dang, that's, I've, I've that's keeping crazy. my back pocket, man. Yeah. And now everyone's going to reach out to you. Just yeah. ignore them, dude. Just let it, me be your, it's, it's kind of crazy. You know, I, 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 grew up doing um i always knew i, I wanted to work for myself you know mowing lawns yeah. selling bootleg cds in how high young school. were you when you uh he said bootleg cds yeah. that's badass how, how young were you when you started mowing yards probably 12 or 13 yeah yeah seven for me yeah seven yeah. all growing up all the way through high school but yeah, you know that's just it's what me and my friends did anything that we could do to make some money that's sort of what we did we we used to um ticket brokers used to pay us to wait out in line overnight outside of ticket venues to buy tickets like 
we just did the craziest things to make money. And everything is about money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're that young, if you're making a couple hundred dollars a night, Dude. you're making a lot of money. Making yeah. A ton of money. At 16 years old, you know, if you've got money like that, you're you're doing pretty well. For what year are we right? talking? How old are you, Rob? Um, mid 90s, 95, 96, 97. You know, I, I was born in 80, so you know, at 95, 80. I was 15. Okay, 95, you're 15. Okay, so you're just a couple years behind me. I was born in 78. I was trying to just put in the spectrum. Yeah. Definitely bootleg so, CDs had, yeah, bootleg CDs had become a to, thing. We had, we had just I mean, this stopped. Was back, this was back when I was the only person I knew with a CD burner. So you had to bring me the CDs you wanted, oh. and I would rip the songs off of them, and I would wow. make you a CD, and I would charge you $25 for a mix CD, and no one, no one else had the capability to do that. Yeah, so you I were the guy that people needed to know. <laughs> I never yeah. knew that guy. I just knew the guy that knew the guy, Dude, but you were the guy. Rob was the plug. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I remember those days, like, of, of, like, buying those kind of seats. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But nowadays, you, know, you hop on Spotify. On there and stuff like that. <laughs> it's, just, it's crazy how time is. So did you used yeah. to, I mean, I was just, what made me go back to it, I was doing this thing, DJ's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, He's pointing. I remember having a little jukebox. This was before CDs. And... We would one of them would record, and so you would put both tapes in one that would play, and the other one would record, and you could burn off of a cassette deck too. Yeah, it wouldn't burn, but you can you can record yeah. off cassettes, and we would do that. It wasn't I, a jukebox; it was yeah. one of those like beatbox. Jukebox is like in the, you put the. Oh yeah, there, you're right. Know. You're right. But you mean, you mean <laughs> like right. a boombox, right? Yeah, boombox. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Some I like wow, this guy has a massive. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not a. Yeah, no, it was like some. Yeah, yeah, with the two speakers store. on the side. It was a thrift store. No, I think I bought it at. Uh, I bought a lot of stuff. No one used. I was gonna say yeah. There's a pawn shop around the corner. So as a kid, I would buy stuff. I would buy stuff from the pawn shop. Nice. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I bought that. That's where I bought my first CD. Ooh, first CD you remember listening to. What was my first CD? Do you remember? Um, I'm trying to think. It's kind of embarrassing, but I remember my first tape. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm going to tell you. It was Paula Abdul. <laughs> <laughs> DJ <laughs> doesn't know who that is, so it's okay. Well, now I feel better about my answer because it was it was freaking uh, it was J Lo, bro. I could see that. Yeah, I could see you being a J Lo fan. Oh, J Lo, like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was J Lo, and then yeah. For sure. Um, she hasn't. My changed. first <laughs> CD when I bought that unit and then bought from, I remember the first one I listened to that I, I, I put it in and listened to a CD for the first time. Literally, no no joke, I bought it from a pawn, pawn shop and then bought some CDs to go along with it. And Eric Clapton was the first one. Hmm. And I remember Layla, like all of that <laughs> whole stuff that he was singing. Oh, it was incredible. I will not sing it. We were going. We were going to ask you. Yeah. We weren't going to ask. We'll you. Yeah, yeah. We, don't worry, man. We, yeah. <laughs> you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you want to hit one bar, it's fine. No. You sure? Nope. There's been enough laughter for today. No, there has not. Anymore. No more laughter. No, we need more laughter. No. All right. So you're slinging CDs. Uh, yeah. So um, I guess during late teens. You built community. Oh. Early. Um, you know, college, early 20s, I was I was waiting tables and bartending, and I just knew, you know, 
corporate life, office life, that, that wasn't really going to be for me. So I, I knew I wanted to do something. So I, me and my friend, my original partner, when we started, we literally picked detailing like out of a hat. We knew nothing about car detailing. We'd done it for like a couple of months at a, at a guy's performance shop where we cleaned like three or four cars. And we were like, you know what? Let's, let's go for it. Let's, let's give this a shot and see what happens. And that, that's kind of how on the spot started. And you, you, know, I, you were how old? 24. So nice. what year? So 2004. Nice. Yeah, when you're born in 80, it's pretty easy math. Yeah, that is easy, man. So, um, well, I just, so yeah, I, you're right. I, I was, you know, I, I still bartended. I called you stupid. You did. He that pretty was, much just called me and, stupid. And I just caught it, too. Like, hold on. He just, like, that was quick. And that is why he has 120 employees. Employees at home and bay. He's like, hold on, what did he say to me earlier? Like, he fired me. <laughs> Sorry. So, I, you know, when the company first started for the first couple of years, I was I was bartending at night, so I would work at the bar till two in the morning, get home at three, wake up in detail during the day. So, you know, without kids or family or anything like that, that is sort of how it went for a couple of years. I think it was three or four years before I was um, able to finally drop that extra job because I was making enough for um to support myself and get through get through the winters and make sure i had enough to pay the bills and stuff like that i mean i remember those early days with my mom telling me you know you should you should really consider something else this is not gonna work you know i know i know you're in your mid-20s but you know this this isn't gonna stabilize for the future you need to just you know it's fine for now but you need to you need to start looking at what you're gonna continue to do. It's 2004, and you said three or four years. What was yeah. the struggle? What do you remember? Like what? It's hard well, to I think when you're in the middle of it to always. But looking back, like what do you think? Took I think what I did was all the money that the company made, I put back into the company. So I needed something to support myself on the side. You know, so if, so if I made whatever okay, I made. So the I, company you know, was making, your mom just thought that you weren't making any money because you weren't paying yourself. Well, I definitely wasn't paying myself. But if you consider thirty or $40,000 a year making money, you know, fine. It was making money, you know. But all of that money was, was turning over and going back into the company to buy more vans, to expand marketing. Um, you know, this is the, the start of the digital marketing era sort of and i tried to be out in front of it as much as i could and learn as much as i could about digital marketing and you know one of the crazy things i think about how i got into detailing and and before i joined the ida board i was sort of on an island i didn't have any detailing friends i didn't know anybody else in the detailing world i was just kind of out there winging it and i really didn't know anything more than what my company was doing and and it wasn't until i actually joined the ida's board um when jim lefebvre called me one day and just said hey you were one of the first people to turn in your ida test do you want to be on the board and i said <laughs> sure um, my ida um certified detailer number is five 
Wow. <laughs> That's how low, you know, like I was one of the original people. They no, it's just it how out, old you are, Rob. And they gave me a call back. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear it. That's, no, that's good. So. That's good. You called me stupid and he called you old. <laughs> I slid it in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, that's kind of how I got started. And then once I got on the board and started to know other detailers, that's when I really, I felt as though I came off my island. But for the first five years of my detailing company, I didn't, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know what anybody else was doing. I didn't know any of the trends or, or anything like that. You know, any, any suppliers to help me get to where I was going. I was just out there winging it. Yeah. Shameless plug to the IDA, man. If you don't know anyone in the industry, honestly, it's not a bad place to go. Yeah. And what I was going to say is, so what made, like, so you're on an island, why not stay on that? Like, why did you be number five? When, why not just stay doing what you're doing? Well, I saw it as a, as a, a marketing thing. And, and it's something I still use. All of my guys, when they're done, I, they're training through me, I make them take the IDA test. It's, it's part of what we do. It's just a way to set myself apart from the competition. Like, hey, I have a certification that other detailers don't. Right. Very cool. Very cool. Well, so yeah, so DJ, that's why did you try? Like, I'm sorry, dude. I, I was like, keep yeah. going. I was trying to get beer. You were getting beer, and I'm used to you leading the show here, so I'm just a co-host, not the host, man. You're the, you're the one with the gift of the... All right, so, Mr. Bassett, why did you then join? Like, uh, now I can answer the question. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. No, but, uh, you know, I joined... Oh, man, I don't really remember... Honestly, when I first got my membership and I was a member of the IDA, I don't really recall why i did i knew it was it was the right move because i what the idea what the idea was about you know based on the website and just what people were saying and so on and so forth i was i wanted to be a part of that because i knew if i was a part of that just like the tulsa like the chamber here the chamber of commerce like i know that's something that you do in order to climb to different heights and meet different people and network and so on and so forth so that's the only thing that I saw out there that was remotely even close to a chamber on a bigger level and i knew that was the right thing to do so that's what i did Rob actually contacted me, I think uh, it was several years ago, and was like, hey, there's a board spot open, and you, t- you seem to be a good fit for this position. You should give it a try. And I'm like, mm, I don't really want to sit on the board. And I remember doing that because I was in a re- – it was probably like a, an awesome freaking year. I was killing it, probably working all the time, making a crap ton of money. I was like, I don't really – I'm good. Like, I don't need anything else. That's the mindset I probably had at the time. And then a year later, uh, we spoke again, and I ended up getting on the board, and then from – from there, I've definitely grown in the community that we have uh, in the industry. Community, I slipped the word oh, community. Oh, you did. I, I did that dumb. for you. Yeah, you're welcome. So, Rob, every time we say community, we always cheers and drink beer. Okay. Um, but the IDA <laughs> has played. It's like a drinking game. It is. <laughs> it's, it's played true. J- just like the, the, region, the Chamber of Commerce, the IDA is, in a sense, to me, I can relate to be kind of the same. It's somewhere you go and you network and, you, and you're able to grow in, your, uh, in yourself and your business. So. That's and you make friends, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, so when you're you at know, I know when and... I go to Mobile Tech, I can hang out with you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there's people I know when I go to these events that uh, you know we can do something with. Yeah, there, we're never bored in, at any of the events. I mean, there's yeah, being on the with the IDA, like you you always know someone to. It's hard to walk through the ID through the uh, 
place and not see someone you don't know. Yeah, you have to stop at every booth. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so for me, it was uh, SEMA. And DJ had, had got me to finally come out to SEMA. He tried for multiple years, and I finally I takes finally you do. To, takes you a while to come, man. It takes me a while to come, you know, but it's good in the middle. So. Yep. Okay. And uh, <laughs> anyway, we're, uh, we're going to this IDA meet and greet there at SEMA, and we walk into this room, and there's, you know, I don't know, 50 and then probably 100. I mean, like, all these detailers, and I'm like, normally if you go into a room of a detailers, you're always like, oh, you know, like, who's Ego, got the bigger gig? You know, like, yeah. everybody's definitely wasn't you. So. Yeah, definitely wasn't me, so I didn't have to worry about that. So I can just be over there in the corner just sitting there, you know, watching everybody. So, which, but, like I said, normally it's a, it's a contest. Like, but... For the most part, everybody, like, I just remember going, wow, these aren't competitors. These aren't people. I, like, these are co-workers in a sense. Like, yeah. these are people that are doing the same thing I'm trying to Colleagues, do. Colleagues, I think is what you call them, right? Colleagues, yeah. Uh, you know, in a different state, in a different state. Like, I want to meet all of them. Like, right. You know, but I was very shy. I didn't really meet very many people. and. I still don't really go in and just start shaking everybody's hand. I just, you know, hi, you know, but that was kind of what, that was the initial first thing that made me go, okay, so this is an association with all these other people that are doing the same thing I'm doing, just in a different state. Like, I should probably be a part of something like that. And then we went to... Uh, Mobile Tech Vegas and got the certifications and Mobile Tech Vegas. I'm sorry, Mobile Tech uh, Orlando. You're excited, Thank Mobile you. Tech. I'm just excited yeah, about like, Mobile Tech Vegas. That's what. Rob, two... are you going to Mobile Tech Vegas? Uh, Rob's I am not, not going. No, uh, I already knew the answer to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mobile Tech Vegas in three, like two and a half. So you guys are doing weeks. that instead of SEMA. What's no, that? No. Huh? Are you doing both? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we're doing both. Vegas, baby, <laughs> Vegas. We're pretty much at every event now. Yeah, they're like three weeks apart. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I think we've done booked everything. Everything's right? booked. The planes. Everything's I, booked now. We booked the plane tickets. We've got last a week for, badass house. For that's SEMA. what I'm excited for. Yes. Like we finally, we're doing SEMA right now. It's like screw the strip, screw the hotels. Like, like we just we've seen them. Remember we've, Scott we've, and Cougar's house where you? Like, oh, oh not dude, that, that not was. No, that's doing <laughs> Vegas. No, but that's doing Vegas. Do you remember this? Oh no, you did Vegas that night, dude. Uh, that was the night you yeah, got lost in the brutal. booth. Mm. That house, though, that was the pimpest, like, scariest, weirdest mansion ever. That was where they I drank way too much. definitely shot porn there. There's yeah. Oh, <laughs> for sure. But dude. not that night, because that's, I think, why I got so drunk, because I remember looking around and going, wait, there's nothing but dudes, and we're out on a dance floor. It's like, yeah, oh, was, shit, yeah. I got to get off of here. It was literally, it was pretty, it was lame for the house, but yeah. you remember Torbati's room, like, the ceiling in there? Like, that, it was just, yeah. the house was nuts. The house was insane. We had good seats, though, Rob, right? Yeah. All right. You had good seats? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the seats of trying to find me. I, yeah. Like, right before I passed out, I knew I was in trouble. I knew I was in trouble. The room was spinning. I couldn't, like, the, I was had my eyes closed, but I still heard it. Like, it was, I was in a disaster. And the I was falling me, over, oh, literally man. falling over in the booth. And I was like, I gotta tell DJ where I'm at. I had to decode this thing like a, like, like a word search puzzle. Like all the letters are mixed up, and I gotta make sense of this shit. Yeah. And somehow I, 
I was gonna you didn't like, find me for like 30 minutes, though. No, it was more than 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Oh, well, was... I was out for a while. Like, I literally was falling over, like, in booth corner, like, yeah. fell over out. Like, it's that, uh, what Maker's Mark you drink? Yeah. 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 0 for 2 on Maker's Mark. 0 for 2. 0 for 2. 0 for 2. All right. So let's talk, let's talk about this beer. I guess we're done with Rob's story. Wow. I guess. I mean, we chased so many different rabbits. Do we even still know yet who Rob is? And we're 23 minutes into it. Did we introduce him yet? <laughs> uh, no, Rob. Tell us about, okay, so you've got this 120 employee, team member, co whatever. I slipped and said employee say. earlier, too. Um, but so tell us about how did you start growing? Like, you got, uh, you got your mom saying, hey, Maybe this isn't right. You're three or four years hitting, you know, thirty to forty thousand. How did you yeah. like really start humping though? DJ needs well, lessons. No, I don't. I mean, I guess, I guess it was for a while. For a while, I was adding a van almost every year. So I would take all the money I earned. I'd put another van on the road. I'd increase advertising. I'd get some more staff, and then. Uh, you know, next year, another van, another van, another van. And I just kept doing that for a while. And then eventually it got to the point that I needed a shop. So that was 2010 or so. Hey. I actually ended up renting a gas station that I used to work at when I was in high school. Where did you, <laughs> that's awesome. Real quick, I know, I don't, so how many vans did you have before you got a shop and where did you store them at prior to having a shop? <sighs> they stored at my townhouse and my neighbors were not. Okay, I'll, I, yeah, I, I, I knew that was the answer, I, I think, but I just wanted to, like, that's the thing. Like, I used to work out of my garage. Like, literally, employees would come pick up teamers, come pick up cars from, from my house and go, like, anyway, sorry, I just wanted to. Yeah, so I'm, the question I have is, Rob, what were your spending habits like for those years? I could probably you guess. personally or for the uh -huh, business? Personally. Um, I was... Well, see, I was bartending, so you know when you, I was I was doing okay because I was making a couple hundred dollars a night bartending. Mm -hmm. So you know, I mean, I was your regular twenty five year old, twenty six year old. I was going out at night, yeah. You know, when I wasn't Spin working and you, you know doing you were, little vacations here and there, but you, you know, were, I wasn't. You were spending the money, like you said, from the bartender. Like, yeah. So you yep. didn't. You, I, the, my my kind of my point, my angle on this is readdress how much money you paid yourself from the business and how much money went back into the business versus hmm. versus you versus you not getting a second job and yeah. paying yourself out of the business i think it was three or four years before i started taking paychecks wow so yeah. i mean if i needed a couple hundred dollars here or there you know i, I would just take it yeah. But till I was actually on payroll, it was years. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a major, major life lesson right there for everybody that it's, wants to know, how do I this, how do I that? That's how. You fucking yeah. stop spending money on yourself, put it all into your business. And so I didn't go get a second job. I moved, instead of doing just a power washer that cleaned cars, I bought a hot water with diesel. And so instead of working, I still only could work for myself. So it's just by nature. I think it just, I don't remember going, oh, I just couldn't get a second job. I just naturally just, once I started, I couldn't stop. And I cleaned concrete at night. So 
I would do Sonics, do Chili's in the morning, clean cars in the day, go clean a bank at night, wake up and clean cars all day. Like, so, and for years and years, yeah, I spent off of cash. Hmm. I didn't pay myself but anything except to do more, you know, rent. But paying myself to go have fun was cash. Like, I'd, I didn't pay myself out of the business for years either. I think it's I think it's funny when when my you know when you have that many employees they always are like you know they come in they get their thing they collect a thousand dollars and then they come back for the day and they're like well I can do this myself and uh-huh. all of them <laughs> missed the first four or five years they have no clue what that was like so they're like oh well I'm just gonna go do it and every time I'm like good luck you have no idea yeah. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna find out very quickly it's not that. You know, you came in at a much later point and don't have any idea of what that struggle is going to be for the first couple of years. And do yeah. you think you would be at where you're at now if you did not do that then? No way. And I don't even think I would if I wasn't in if I wasn't 24 with no obligations. I'm not sure I would be where I was at either because, you know, no kids, no family. You know, I was able to to. You know, if I didn't if I, if I didn't make any money that week, well, I didn't make any money that week. You know, it, it just it was how it was. Yeah, yeah. I ate a lot of ramen, and there was times that yeah. I paid for my mortgage or not mortgage. I paid for my rent, and that was it. I knew I had yeah. a place to stay for thirty days. Like, yeah. I got a place to stay. My for 30 original days. van. Like, my original van cost a thousand dollars. I still have it. No, it's funny. Don't. Everybody makes fun of it. It sits outside of my shop. That's awesome. I mean, it doesn't really run. Awesome. The, the floor is rusted out. But they're like, they call it the OG van. I'm like, it, you know, it's in retirement. It's going to sit right here. I can't bring myself to get rid of it. That's because awesome. Because it's, you know, it's just a reminder. Very sentimental, yeah. From. Yeah, do yeah. not ever get rid of it. No, you can't. And it, should, no, it, it would should be become no point. part of a logo or it should be so there, part of so branding <laughs> to your business. Like, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, a place here in Tulsa, right off 169. It's a... Uh, there's this big, like, pole that holds the van on top. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I just imagine that being Rob's shop with the van, <laughs> the van on up top the of the shop. Yeah, dude. I can see that. You know I what like I mean? Yeah. 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 Definitely. All right. So, Rob, let's let's uh, let's jump into sort of that topic then of how. How moving, I guess it's not that topic, we're segueing into our actual topic where, like you had just said, that you worked nonstop. I worked nonstop. I love, I, people say it's work, I'd say it's fun. I don't know, I, you do something you enjoy, so then you don't mind working. I don't know, but you work all the time um so i think we wanted to talk about work-life balance so let's let's go though back to that early times of of being a young detailer and you know dj when you started off what was work-life balance for you oh there was there was none i mean i literally worked non-stop but i had when i you were going to school yeah yeah. I mean, literally, I was just skating through uh, community college. Like, I wasn't really doing much. So, I mean, I, I literally would grind, like, super hard during the day. But what does that mean? Like, I want to, like, I'm, I'm going so back we're, to, So, like, we're talking when I first started Eco Green, pretty much, right? Yeah. Okay, so, literally, 
and in the evenings, I would work on social media and like Facebook was a really, really big thing back then. Yeah, go back, what, t we're 2010? We're 2010, yeah, because I, yep, 2010. So literally in the, in the uh, I had a Facebook had just started, just started. really started. To and it was doing peak. really, really yeah. well for us. Um, so we were really, really big on Facebook. Uh, we did a lot of, uh, a lot of networking. Like I would be at every little networking event they had in the evenings. Uh, and I, I was an introvert, like crazy. I'm still kind of an introvert, but back then I was like, I didn't go out in public settings and go talk to people. Like I was forcing myself, literally forcing myself to go and speak at little networking events and be the, the, uh, the spotlight speaker to talk about the business and then forcing myself to go and shake hands at this event over here and this and that. So in the, during the day I was cleaning cars, uh, you know, I was passing out cards at every gas station, like just real gung-ho about it. And then in the evenings, I would still, I mean, I'm still enjoying my festivities. I, I'm, I'm, what, I'm 21, 20, 2019, 20, 19 to 21. So I'm still, like, I'm still young. I'm still partying, you know, drinking all that good stuff. So, but I still, I still worked. Like, I still worked on the business in the evenings. On the weekends, I mean, different story. But during the week, I'm definitely working nonstop 80 hours a week. Okay. Like legitimately 80 hours? Like what could you really do for 80 hours when you're just starting? Okay, so during the day I'm cleaning cars and I, I, I'm a one-man show. So if okay. I'm doing a few cars a day, I'm, I'm booked all day pretty much. Okay. You got a little bit of time to just, you know, wind down. In the evenings I'm spending multiple hours on, on the Internet. So I say 80 hours, but I'm working days and nights. Nights on the business, days in the business. Uh, Rob, what about you? What did work-life balance look like back then? Well, there wasn't. It was just work and then more work. So I would I would work all day and then, you know, have a little bit of time in the evening, you know, depending on what time of year it was. If it was the summer, you know, I would I would pretty much be working until I went to, to work as a bartender, which would be like, you know, five or six o'clock. And then I would get off at two, come home and have to relax for a little bit, maybe go to bed at three wake up at 8.30 and be at my first job by 9 every day. So there wasn't much of anything. You know, I actually enjoyed rain days because those were the few days that I could stay home. Yeah. I totally remember that, yeah, for sure. I think I think I saw rain on the forecast the other day. I was like, oh, I remember the days that when it rained, I'm like, oh, I got a break today. But now it's like, yeah, yeah it's different. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. So when you had, like, I guess when did it slow down and you had to actually start balancing or, or did you even balance when you had your first kid or you got serious well, with, your, with your wife? Yeah, like, You know, married life was kind of the same. You know, I tried to have a little more time. I was able to take some vacations and stuff like that. Um, when the how first long kid, into what, what? How many years? So were you dating when you – so were you dating at all? Like when you – your wife now, were you with her, like, dating-wise back when we are talking about – when you're first starting uh, and late twenties, I got married at thirty-one, so late twenties. So you started twenty. Okay, so you so yeah, fairly started at twenty-four. You started at twenty-five, right? Twenty-four. Yeah. So, so three or four years. Those, those, and, I mean, you know, those three or four years, you weren't dating her. Well, not her. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but oh, we know. Yeah. No, oh. yeah. he said he used to do all these little odd jobs back in the day. I think he was a gigolo too. Like he's sl <laughs> yeah. he's slanging like you know yeah, bootleg I mean, CDs. Come on, you're a bartender. 
Yeah, of course. You know. Rob's not a bad-looking guy, you know, so. Yeah, so, so you know, let's see. We got married 2011. Cole came along 2013. So that's when I really needed to make sure that I was home sometimes. So nine know, years. Sometimes. N- nine years. Yeah. Nine years. That, that's, I was, like, I'm that glad sounds you... about right. That's so weird. <laughs> Right, but perspective. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's why I, I wanted it. to make sure that everybody understood. I understand what you're saying. Three to four years of working nine to, what'd you say, six, yeah, seven? Three in the morning. Yeah, three in the morning. <laughs> oh. Nine a.m. Yeah, to well, I thought you, nine, I thought you said nine, you went to bed. He slept from three a.m. to nine. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So starting at nine. Right, and then ending yeah, at three a.m. And then, yeah. yeah. That's funny. So but then, you know, I still remember when I was able to, the first winter, I didn't need a second job. And I was like so proud of myself. So, I mean, that was probably 2008 or 2009. Four you know, years. So, yeah. Before I, before I didn't need a, another job to support That's me. That's perspective right there, man. Well, yeah, there's not many people that would wait that long. Nope, not, I, I didn't. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking now, I'm like, holy shit, like if I would have known mm-hmm. this, why didn't you tell me this when I was calling you back in the day all the time, man? Like, hey, how much are you paying yourself? Because Aisha would not have let you go get a oh, back job in the day? bartending. Back in the day, day? No, different know. story. Nowadays, absolutely not. <laughs> back yeah. in the day, day, I, different story. The life I was living then would not be possible in my 30s exactly now. yeah it wouldn't even nope be. not even a thing but back in the day yeah. yeah absolutely i used to work nights at patty's doing dishes and all kinds of crap oh well, okay you didn't talk about that i'm sorry yes i mean i, <laughs> I mean <laughs> we so, are just talking about everything we did it, 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 never it just it. came but i was just qu- I, I wasn't it wasn't while i was doing this business i can't i can't uh, i can't say that i was uh, okay i was working two jobs that when i worked for you at the car wash i was working nights at okay. the restaurant too yeah i remember that okay but yeah. i quit that soon yeah right after that so it wouldn't have been a fair uh i was not hustling like rob that's for sure. I was spending a lot of. I honestly was spending a lot of money. I mean, I, I did it the wrong way. I didn't have anyone that. I mean, I just didn't have it. I would just I would just spend it. You get a bunch of cash and you spend it. You get a bunch of cash and you spend it. Now, I paid all my bills. I had you know, some good money saved up, but I didn't. I wasn't investing back in the company when I first started in 2010. I didn't have the mindset of I'm gonna blow this thing up. It was more I'm on my own now. I'm free. This is awesome. I'm making good money. And I can go get money whenever I want, and it's cash. Like it was, I would just live. I was enjoying it for a while, and then I was like, "Oh shit, I've got something here." A couple years later. A couple years later, I was like, "Oh, okay, I know what I'm doing now. Okay, now let's get on." Okay, and then that's when I took off. So people say you've been in business for nine years. I'm like, "Yeah, really, just like honestly, really in business. Like definitely less than that." In business mind, business mindset, making business moves. So that's interesting because you had said that you were just. Which totally, completely get it. I, I think most guys are that way. Oh, a lot of guys are the way I was. Yeah. Show, oh, absolutely. You make a little money. Yep. You're gonna go spend some, like. It's so, Rob. Like, why did you keep working that other job? Why did you not just try and well, spend time on I your mean, business and then just live life and just go? Well, so so here's an example that I always look back on so me and a friend of mine started our detailing companies at the same time so we both literally started a detail a mobile detailing company 
in the summer of 2004. We, we knew each other. We were friends. So he started – I bought a $1,000 van. He made fun of me. He went and bought a brand-new truck, <laughs> red truck, put rims on it. Now? <laughs> you know, he went and bought – we're doing good. The Rob, you and I are best friends now. And me and you your, and me, I are best friends. Me and your buddy would have been cool, God too. <laughs> so he, uh, the amount he, of old vans that could barely run that I bought. like uh, He bought, he bought I remember you know, those. the first couple years. We're, we're making money. He bought a, bet, a Corvette. He bought a boat. Oh, he bought a those. house. And he's making fun of me because I'm still living the same way, but I'm turning it into more vans, turning it into more vans and turning over and turning over. And four or five years in, he ran out of money and he ran out of momentum and he ran out of steam and his business went under. And we started the exact same time in the exact same community and my way worked and his way didn't. Yep. And that's how I saw it. Like, okay, what I did functioned it made money and it built something bigger i saw my friend spending every cent he had and living a lifestyle that's cool in your 20s but not sustainable Mm. and that has sort of kept me on my path by just remembering that lesson Mm. you know that 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 living like that and spending like that and not reinvesting in your business will cost you in the end rob do you have debt Mm-hmm. I mean, some, you know, the business has some debt, you know, vans at this point. Yeah. At this things point, like that. Sure. But at, at that time, did you, you said, no, oh, at you, that time, no, yeah. there was no debt. Then. Well, yeah. Like, and you to know. be year three, four, five, zero debt. Dude, anyone, that's, like anyone that's starting their business, listening to this podcast is probably get the most value out of probably, I can confidently say any podcast we've ever put out. Like, guys that are just now starting, I can confidently say, like, this podcast for sure, if you follow, if you follow those principles, like, man. But we've said it before. We, but I guess, I don't like, know. The way just, the, your point. Okay, hold on, hold on. Like, the point is that he got to that point and Rob, it's proving he just it was, snapped me. Yeah. Did you hear that? It was pretty, <laughs> he snapped it was pretty me. much like, okay, yes, we have been preaching this, but we have someone on here that has literally living, yeah. has lived right. it out the entire time. Right. And we've... Hundred percent. Besides the actual, yeah. who's the, the Jonathan right now? How many employees does he have? I mean, he's got a oh, lot I don't too. I mean, a lot, yeah. yeah. So I mean, but these guys like, yeah, but he's got backing from true yeah. venture like, capital. Yeah. And all I that always crap. told him, I'm like, if I could get that kind of yeah. venture capital money, I'd be doing great. <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess. I guess yeah, my, I my, my point. My point Man, is I that I wish I could get that. Yeah. Right. My point is that is that uh, you've what we've been preaching on the podcast for a very long time. We have someone now that it's proven it's it's worked, literally worked. Like I mean, well, like I introduced you, like you're in a place that I would not think to be a good lucrative place to have a multi 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 unit company, vehicle you know vehicle company and so forth. So I don't know, man. So one of the ones my, that I mean, we my, did. My talk- mom is my mom is an accountant and she's been my accountant and she was there when I made twenty five thousand dollars and she's there when I make five million. Yeah. You know, so so. Just seeing that growth over 15 years yeah. is, you, you know, you just got to put in the time. And it, it sucks in the beginning, but if you just grind it out yeah. and and make it work. and But, but we're future. not talking about grinding. No, I think the point <laughs> is you didn't spend the money. 
Yeah. And, and that, so that one little that yeah, one little concept key, yeah, right there. That's not the spending your money and go. You have no kids, no obligations. Go work at night for your for your spending money, mm-hmm. for for your rent, for your this, for your that, for your party money, for your Jordans, your Yeezys, whatever it is. And then in the day when you work, you're work, you're you're multiplying your business every yeah. time. Every you thing, don't take the money out of the do, business. You do not take money. A couple hundred yeah. bucks here and there, like you said, cool, no yep. big deal. But man, that that one little thing right there could. Gosh. So we've talked Just about it because turning it over, turning it over, right? Yeah, for over. sure. Because what reminded me of it. Um, now you're pointing at me. I am. Why are you pointing at me? Because you snapped at me. You always point at me though. I'm gonna start <laughs> snapping at you. Anytime you point, I'm just gonna go. I'm not pointing at. It's more of to help me remember. I'm in my mind. I'm I'm thinking of the spot. So I'm I'm trying to like am zone I spot? in. You're not. So I'm technically not pointing at you. It's kind of like going over your head. Anyway, when we had um uh. We had Rennie and Bob on for the first time, uh-huh. and we talked about how do you go that far into a career, and one of the things we talked about was not buying dumb shit. Yeah. And that's what Bob was like. He even said later, we were like, yeah, that's right. Like, he was just surprised I said it that way. Like, that was my point at that time was, and which is sort of along with what you're saying, like, don't go out and just buy a bunch of stuff because you make money. Mm. Be responsible. You go buy some equipment or new this or new, yeah. I don't know, bands or. Well, I'm no, just, you don't just bands. go buy it. He's He was specific. Like, he would save until it was time to get another van. So he was yeah. trying to buy a van. Exactly. So And it was able for me to produce a van a year. Yeah. For, a couple, for, for years. Yeah. Would you, so would, so would he you, didn't just go out and buy stuff. He... He specifically bought things to grow the Strategically purchase things, yeah. So how many vans are you at now? Would you cap out at? Or are you capped out? Um, at this point, mobile, one, two, three, six, eight, nine. And are you doing one-man crews, two-man crews? Or? Um, most of them run two-man crews. Do you find one-man – this is my own question. Do you find one-man to be good or bad? Um, it's good. It has its, its – positives and negative one of the reasons i i run two-man crews is because it's hot and it, it's you know being out there all day by yourself just kind of it, it, it's not the best way to to work you know you people want to talk to another person and spend you know at least have somebody there with them especially you know i mean it, it was uh, the heat index here today was 105 okay you know, no that's where i was going i, I wasn't going to interrupt you because i thought you were going to roll on some good stuff but i was like hold on How's way up north actually hot? I knew you were getting that. Yeah. Like, no, it's hot here. Yeah, heat index here is 110. Yeah, but yeah, that's but I didn't know you guys got that hot. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. we get we get yeah, severe humidity. Hot. So well, you know, yeah, we're always at high humidity. Like it's oh, brutal. It's bad, man. The other yeah. night I screenshotted. It was 93 degrees at like 9:45 at night with that's a 60 something percent humidity. Oh, dude, yeah. Like I went and took my dog out to go to the bathroom, and I went, oh, oh god. Oh, you immediately suffocate. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's good to know. And I've also found that two people help check each other too. You know, <laughs> or so, check so each other. So what we try to do is, you, if you do half the car and the other person does the other half, you kind of switch at the end to check over. You know, it's just kind of like an extra layer of protection to make sure that we're getting everything too. Yeah, we've been. Some people do go out if the day's short or it's an easy enough day for one person. You know, sometimes people go out by themselves. Yeah, cool. And you're okay, sweet. 
Do you have someone doing all your scheduling or no? Um, yeah, there's four people who answer the phones and do scheduling. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there, you know? Why not? Nice. Nice. All right, so early into the career, <laughs> fucking put your nose down, just work, work, work. If you like it, like if you want to do something big, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you don't. Maybe you want to just have a gig for a couple years and just to make a little money until you figure out really what you want to do. Go be Rob's friend. That one guy, the guy that went out and bought the. <laughs> well, that was my point. <laughs> go, be, like, go get some spinners. Like, that's my point. Like, you spinners. you can you can be yeah. and just live it up and have a good time. We know plenty of detailers that have come come and gone because fucking. Post fit yeah. photos of shoes it's, in there. It's not that expensive to get into. It's not it's really so that hard. You know? Well, no, here's where you... I was going. Photos of a closet full of shoes that they're spending their money on, but then have a hard time buying products. That looks like one van, like, two yeah. van. Like, <laughs> they, you look if, in the closet like, dude, if you could If you're young, don't be fucking stupid buying dumbass shit that you don't really need that you think you're buying to impress somebody. If you really want to grow into a business and have a career out of something, start actually putting it towards the business. Preach it, Marty. Preach no, it, man. Rob preached it for like 47 minutes. He did preach it. I remember, I'm, I, remember uh, what, I thought of something earlier. I was, uh, me and Rob were on a big layover at the uh, airport one day, and I pulled my computer out, and I was at the bar. We were drinking. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing the schedule for this. And he goes, what the fuck are you doing, man? Don't you hire someone to do that shit for you? I felt like a pe- I felt so small at the time. I was like, ah, you're so right. Because at the point I was at, I had enough people. To, I mean, I didn't have to be doing that. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, mm, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I One of the things I enjoy most about my position now is not answering the phone. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. Oh, right? I have to talk to customers. You know, I don't answer the phone. Dude, I got I, this, so so this. All day. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, this is the first year. I was so we use. Uh, you tipped us off to Ring Central, and uh, we've been using that. You did tip us off, right? That was yeah, that was you yep. for sure. I appreciate that. So Ring Central, since we got since we had those phone calls back, uh, I forget when it was early this year, late last year. It's been the most amazing thing ever, man. I don't care how much you pay per month for Ring Central, like it's phenomenal. Like I don't answer phones anymore. I'll return voicemails here and there if they if they come to my extension, but I mean my wife answers most times. I've got another guy that answers most times. Like Oh no, I, I don't have that. I just don't answer the phone. I know you don't answer the phone. <laughs> I think everyone that calls you can recite your voicemail and how it long. says don't leave a voicemail. <laughs> the dumbest shit. So his voicemail says, "Hey, this is Marty Tas." Blah 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 blah. So do not leave me a voicemail. I do not check voicemails. If you just call need me anything, just text me or send me an email. I'm like, this is the dumbest. You rather get an email than a voicemail? But now I but, don't but, check email. Okay, but listen, Ring Central. So you should get it. Ring Central. It'll it'll send you the uh, voicemails to email. But I just said I don't check email. You check so your yeah, you did. You said you checked email and the voicemail. Yeah, no, I tell people to send me an email, but I just don't check them. Oh my god! I know. How am I? How much money sitting in your? How am I you know how much money is probably sitting in your email account? How am I even? Can I manage your email account for? No, let's no. see. There's ten thousand emails. Thirty k really? a year. Oh my god, that would make my head explode. Oh yeah, no, Rob. Let's check it right now. Hold on. Let's see what we're up to. I'm at it six, might be at like fourteen. Or I'm something at sixty thousand emails. Fourteen thousand eight hundred sixty-seven. I'm not hired. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so DJ, we are now two beers into Namaste White from Dogfish Head, a Belgian style wit beer. What do you think? I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Like when you drink it, like what do you taste? I would get it again. Um, I taste that it's uh, it's very. How do you, how do you say it? Witty. Very witty. Like it's like almost like. You said empty. it's that Belgian. It's like that. It's, how do you, I don't. I'm not a big. Beer um, connoisseur. Uh, I'm a connoisseur. Yes, but exactly. The, lingo, the, description. the description. We had a guy on here that was supposed to do nerd. that stuff, and he. That's okay. So off their label, they say it's a Belgian style white ale brewed with dried orange flesh and peel, fresh cut lemongrass, and a bit of coriander, which is basically the same stuff that most of your Belgian like. I wonder I think if it when we think Belgian, the typical one that we always say is Blue Moon. Like, I think that's what most people can understand. Yeah. yeah. Belgian style beer but traditionally this is, is going to be like a blue moon. Yeah, this is much more beer, lighter. A Belgian style wit beer. Gotcha. But so I think when I was in it, I, I have to remember, I think what makes it white is a different style of hop. I think, is that right? I don't remember. Like there's a different, when they brew a white wit beer, they put something else in it. I remember asking, which I did an episode when I was at. Uh, 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 Snapping snap at, at me, bro. I'm snapping at me. I'm snapping at me. Uh, and you're pointing at me. I'm gonna. Nah. Uh, no. Um, what? Where, where did? I, where did I say I had that episode at? See, I'm two beers. Which in. episode? I'm sorry. The one where I was at. Uh, oh, in Longmont, uh, Fat Tire. So, at uh, who's the brewery for Pat, Fat Tire? Bro, you're asking me all these questions for your story. I know, I know. It's your fucking story. Anyway, I said it earlier in the episode. Just rewind if you really want to know. They're not going to rewind. New Belgium. There you go. New Belgium. And <laughs> and I think I talked to them, and I did an episode sitting out on their deck, which is an amazing – I mean – Sitting on their what? Their deck. Oh. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sounds like right now you're on their dick, but whatever. Yeah. I knew where you were going. That's why I was like, wow. <laughs> hey, Rob, do they have a, a, a brewery there where you're at for this uh, this brewery? Yeah, so Dogfish Head is based in um, – it's by Rehoboth Beach in Delaware. So basically there's a long stretch of beaches that go from Maryland to Ocean City up into Dewey and Rehoboth. So their main brewery is in Rehoboth Beach. So whenever you go down to the ocean here basically, this is – this is what they had along the beach. They, they started building restaurants, and as they've gotten bigger, the restaurants have expanded more off of the eastern shore and into into this area. But um, nice. Yeah. It, I, 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 they, they, they mostly do a lot of IPAs. And yeah, I'm not a, a majority IPA of their, fan. Yep. So, you know, but I do like the American beauty that, that I'm drinking. Yeah, so you got pale ale, which is not – you didn't get an IPA. You got a pale ale. Yeah. I, I I'm think, not a huge fan of IPAs. I have trouble trouble drinking that. <laughs> so traditionally we are too, but this summer we've had a lot of these new like citra type IPAs that have they're brewed in a different hop that gives off that real floral and citrus flavor. And if you find one of those that does it right, you don't really think you're drinking an IPA. Mm-hmm. You're just drinking a very flavorful like it's got that good beer i guess you want to say flavor but mixed with the citra like i don't know if they do an ipa right the new citra ipas do it right they're delicious i bet you dogfish head will have one 
They have like ten. Yeah, I yeah, bet they you. Do I bet they, you they, they do a lot of already, I, think they, I think they already have one. Actually. Ask, uh, yeah, just ask anybody at the liquor store, or at the bar, or whatever. Like, do you have? Is there one with a Citra hop? No, I'm pretty sure there is. I, I get it, but I'm just saying he, just that way he could try it. Gotcha. So he could just gotcha, ask gotcha, and see gotcha. what it is. So then you could try. I think I don't know. Those are, if you like a pale ale, I th- this would be better than a pale ale because it has that little bit of citrus to it. Or grapefruit. Sometimes they put grapefruit. Grapefruit IPAs have been a thing too. Not a fan. You're not a fan. Grapefruit, nah. Hmm. Neither. Yeah. Hmm. What did I have the other day? Great minds think alike. <laughs> I had one of those. I had one of those new uh, like uh, seltzer water things that was grapefruit. You always got bullshit pussy water. White claw. Yeah, dude. It that's wasn't. Marty. No, no, no. <laughs> I love white. I like white claw. Did your vagina hurt? Yeah, it did. I, I mean, I have, truly, truly, I have for sure. zero issues. Like, throw it at me. He truly loves zero. It. I do. Yeah. I will not deny it. That's true. I drink it all the time. It's true. That's and just rebranded Zima. Yes. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Nah, that stuff's Zima real was straight sugar. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't. There's zero sugar. But no, no. What you're saying, the wave is back. Yes. We we need to do an episode. The wave Zima. is back. Eh, fuck, we do. No, we do. Can you even get a that Jolly anymore? Rancher and a Zima. Can you get yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Do they still make it? I, mean, I, I don't so. think so, man. Marty would know. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to pick like Low and Brow or something. That's <laughs> some forties. So, <laughs> oh, you when I was in college, so yeah. when I was in college, the local liquor store I lived. In, it was a small school in the mountains, and they had you could get two low and brown forties for a dollar. We called it fucked up for a buck. Nice. And you could get just trashed off of two low and brown forties. Fucked up for a buck. <laughs> that's not good. All right, so <laughs> let me, like that could get. No, that's like the yeah uh, the uh, poor locos really the poor locos now. That could get super, super dangerous. All right, so we want to jump into the second topic. Um, and the, the, we're supposed to be actually talking about something in particular at this point. We were chasing well, rabbits for a yeah, while. Yeah, no, the first topic was about, about is there work-life balance when you're just starting off? And no, there should not be balance. If you want to grow full time, you should work your ass off, and then you should not spend any money. You mean party work balance? Yeah. Call life whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people that are married that party. I'm sorry you don't. No, uh, I'm probably <laughs> probably better for it, Marty. Probably better for it. Maybe you should have more in yours. I don't know. <laughs> we definitely should have. You more. That was should. that was definitely a big problem with us. We never could find stuff we wanted to do together. Really? Oh, never, ever. The only thing. So we what did, did you together, do that was that you enjoyed? The only thing we did together, nothing. No, hold, and there was something you guys like laughed together. Like, did you, I mean, watching the, the kids play. The only thing that we liked to do together was to eat Mexican food. Okay. And she drank margaritas. No. <sighs> Story's over. Yeah. No, it was brutal, man. I'm telling you. Oh, man. All right. So we're moving past being in your twenties, starting four or five years. Let's go into. DJ has now crossed into old man territory. I'm hearing he it's is, not old man territory. People are saying that I'm still young. Older ways of no flavor and has moved on from I have Coors Light of flavor. and brought in a new beer into his 30s. His body has started breaking down. Are you fucking kidding walk. me? Hold on. He's this always energy. got pains. <laughs> he couldn't even play basketball with his team members because he was an old man. So 
He has now progressed into wow. Status. You literally just ripped me to shreds, man. Go ahead. No, Keep that going. that's like the past six that's months. That's the of worst the intro I've ever heard that's in my the life. Past six this. months of the podcast of you always talking about. It was the first oh, month neck. of me. Oh my! It was like, the February episodes. You're old. Fuck you, you're dude. Old. <laughs> no. And Rob is just behind me. You're being dust. Older. What is he? <laughs> like, come on, man. So. Moving into the next step, the next phase of our life, so to speak, you know, we're progressing out of three or four years in the business, going to go at it full blown. By this time, like Rob, you said you started fancying a lady, you get married, next thing you know, I don't know how, I mean, suddenly you have how a kid. How did you have a kid? Like, yeah, what is it? What goes that, into that but, process? You know. Um and you know dj pops him out like a factory dude i'm expecting <laughs> another freaking kid man this is kid number four dude rob how many are you at i would never be at four <laughs> dude this was the off. absolute worst. like it was the biggest shocker like are you freaking kidding me yeah, like that's uh insane dude oh <laughs> shut up it is oh. just wait <laughs> So, but no, like we move into another phase of life. You can't be young forever, DJ. You're now 30. And and how do we handle work-life balance? Because, Dude, you so know, hard. I didn't handle it the right way. I, I didn't have a ch- – I starting over um, and running a detail business and a, a chemical sales business at 36. Let's see, nine years ago, 41, so at 32. Mm-hmm. 32, it's 2010, and start back to cleaning cars and start trying to sell chemicals. I didn't have balance. There's no way I could. We had mortgage to pay. We had kids to feed. Like, there was no such thing as balance, and it, it, it eventually drove her to feel that I didn't love her. And I, But it's like, as we just said, the first three or four years, like, that's all you can do is grind, and that's all I did. And, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the process of it, but it eventually, in a sense, pushed her away. I, I mean, I chose the business over her, in her eyes. So, you know, you guys that are married, how do we, how do we talk to guys that maybe are in that, you know, four to five? They're, they're starting to build a, an actual business, and especially when we say that this is the best time to be in a detailing business, they might be bigger than they should because it's so prosperous. And now we want to interject a family into a business. How, what are those dynamics like? How do, how do we tell them suggestions? Like, I have none. I failed at that. That was, well, I, I worked all I think all the time. spouse has to be on board. And 100%. 100%. Yeah, I was trying to think of how does yeah. it, yeah. What it's going to involve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheers to community. Cheers with to spouses. that community. It's funny. So my sister's husband, he's a little bit older than me, and he he decided he was going to get into the HVAC world. And now he calls me all the time. He's like, you know, I always wondered when you were off by yourself at parties on the phone and, and, you know, people thought you weren't paying attention and you were looking at your phone. He's like, now I understand what you were going through you know i have to keep the phone by my bed at night because i never know when it's going to ring in the middle of the night if there's an emergency or anything like that you know it's, it's funny to see that other side of, of somebody who's older coming into it and actually realizing the amount of work that it takes to get something off the ground yeah 
So how did he handle it? I mean, that's what I'm saying. What's what's some practical stuff then? Well, I mean, he's only a year in. I, I mean, the, the most important thing is making sure that your spouse understands that it, it's just how it is, that there's six-day weeks every week, yeah. long nights, you know, sometimes not coming home till late, you know, a, a little bit of uncertainty about money. You know, there's got to be some stability on the other side for money because, it, you know, it rained here all of last September. It literally rained 23 straight days here. Jeez. I mean, that that put small detailing companies out of business. Gone. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see that. Thank you for that because we talk all the time. Like, guys, you literally don't know what could happen. We're, the problem about being in such a prosperous time is they don't understand there's no what next year what six months like you don't know what could happen and all you're thinking is right gobble now, gobble no, gobble no, gobble no, build no, these no, massive no, no, unbelievable no. shops or i want to go do all this but then well, the reason why i asked you is how much in debt were you back in year one two three and four like you didn't you didn't spend yeah, it didn't really you just kept it. going like <laughs> yeah if i couldn't buy it with cash i didn't buy it yeah so were you taught that somewhere or is it just in you his mom was an accountant well, my mom was an accountant, but that, it's just how I was. Gotcha. But she you know? would have raised him. Yeah, but he could be a stubborn mother effort. It's just like, you know what? Sorry, Mom. I don't give a crap what you say. Yeah, he could have been. <laughs> so it was it, – it could have been. I didn't spend – I don't spend just, money to this day. I, it's just how I live. I turn, no. I turn the uh, AC up. I turn heaters up. Like, no, you're pointing at the – like, I'm pointing at the AC. Like, no, you're pointing at the camera. I'm that one because that's the way I was raised. Yeah. We – we had to pinch every penny. Gotcha. Yeah. You had to pull every. You had to tighten the rent, like, and that's the way I've had to build this. Like, there's times where you lose this bit, and then it's like, okay, time to crunch it down. Like, go back to nothing, and try and piece, you know, put on your boots and keep going. But so, so besides spouse, right? I mean, spouses might be on board, but still take shit from spouses. Yeah. So well, he's trying to get me to talk. He's trying to get me to talk here because I was bitching earlier about something like, Ish. oh man, it's it's tough. Like I don't even know where to begin with that even. That's the point. Yeah, you might not know, and that I, I'm really in a position I don't know. That's why like, we're right, here to talk. Right now, it. we're we're in a position to where my wife is like the most genius person when it comes to systems process like she built a company like that she used to work at that now is a freaking multi times multi-million dollar times over company because some systems that she put in place earlier on when there were just five employees there now they're they're a massive massive company with crazy amounts of employees team members excuse me um but um it, and, and it's, so, we so, wouldn't care if you wouldn't have made a big deal about it like three or four months ago. What's that? Same employees or team members. I thoroughly enjoy the word team. <laughs> I do not like the word employees. I don't. But with I'm talking to the people, it's it's I get some it. don't get it. Anyways, um, but right now we're at a point where we have you know three kids and two young ones, and like she just has had to assume the role as the mom. Like she calls it the stay-at-home mom, which is she's the truth. Like. Um, and I have to, I'm the only one that can literally produce money right now. Like I have to be in the office. I have to be in a truck. Sometimes I've got to be here. I've got to be there. I've got to do things. So I can't always be home during the day. Now this summer, I did a really good job of taking a lot of time to be home. 
during the day with the kids and her at the activities and so forth. I had an itching to be, you know, here at the office or doing this and doing that, but I had to, and, and I'm, I don't regret it at all. I don't whatsoever because I've built it enough to where I can still do that and still have money coming in, but it's still sometimes it doesn't feel like it's enough. The amount of time I've been home or am home now is still not enough, so it's kind of like, what do you, <laughs> what are we going to do? Like, I, I don't I don't know what there is to do, so I don't know. I'm currently, in, I'm always fighting this work-life balance because my family, we're very family-oriented, so being together is a big thing, but when I'm grinding, like, I literally hyper-focus on work, and then she can feel neglect. So I guess one thing that I know her love language is quality time, so if I can if I can carve out time in a day to spend only to her, no phone, no nothing, or whatever, take her to, to a dinner, to a lunch, or whatever. Every make, day. No, 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 no. I didn't mean to say every day. So if once a week I have a designated date night or date day or date afternoon that's dedicated to her only, no distractions, no nothing, she feels valued because I take time out of my busy weekly schedule to dedicate time just to her, and that can hold her over for six days until the next one because she knows, like, we obviously have to get money. We obviously need to make money. I'm obviously right now the one that has to be at the events and the meetings and this and this and this and this. So her personal schedule is kind of on the back burner based on when I'm available to be home with the kids so she can do her own thing. Yeah, and she's blah, been blah, with blah, you blah. since the start. Absolutely. She was the one on the couch with me after I got off of work building Facebook. Right. She was the one. I mean, we were both in this together. She's built this just as much as I have. But we got to a point where it's like, oh, crap. There's a lot of responsibilities with kids now. We both are we both can push this ship forward, but right now, like, I'm the one that has to. So are you saying for you right now, work life balance is a difficult situation. Is a is a ghost for a little bit, then come back for because yep. that's what I, I think. I literally you do. teeter. I do. I, I you think can see you it. go you, you know, go, me, okay, yeah. I'm a couple of days or a couple of weeks hot, and then I'm I'm gonna go back. I'm like, off the radar. You don't even. Which is fine. I'm not. Yeah, just, I get it. Literally, that's just the way you do it, and that's what we're talking about. How do you do it? And I think that's the way you do it. You go and then you come. Like I know you, when the house is getting weak. I know when I can get out of the house. Yeah. I know. I, I have that intuition of when I can. So jump that would and jump be out. your suggestion. For At me this personally, point in, in your my career, life, or my, if somebody that's been in business five, six, ten years, or whatever, like, and they got a family, like, make sure your, your family's taken care of, and when they are, great, jump in. And go. you mentioned something. You said my wife's love language quality is, time. If I'm not home all the time, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just saying, like, that's what you had made the statement. So, you then you you went through a process of learning what your wife needs from you. Correct. And so then you just have to make it a point that. What she needs at least once or twice, a couple times, like on a regular basis, giving it to her and letting everything else go. Because if you didn't have her, you might not have this. Exactly. And so finding that what makes her not happy wife, happy life, fuck that. It's like, but what for a moment can I go help? Like, because if I don't. This ain't going to happen. Oh, and sometimes I don't. Trust me, guys. Like, I'm not the one every single week. I'm not. It's not a, like, right, you're not I fell in this area quite a bit, but I know what the key is. But their wife might not be, their love language might not be quality time. It might be. Good for you, man. Ugh. Well, I don't know. It might be. I'm not, she I'm wants not stuff. quality time. Yeah, that's great. 
It is? You'd rather spend oh, hundreds of dollars I'm instead of go hang out on the couch? No, you're absolutely I'm hanging right. out on the couch. Yeah, like, my wife is not. So there's different, like, every, I get it, I get every it. woman's going to have their different way that they need to feel loved. There's acts of service, and, quality time, right, words of affirmation. Yeah. Uh, what's the seven long, what, love languages? I just said them. So there's acts of service, there's words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch. Those are the five. Okay. Oh, so it's five love languages. Okay. Yep. So either way, my point was... Find what your woman needs. Make sure that it's met. Touch that base. Then groan. Touch that base. Touch your base. And there. then go back and fucking work your ass off. Yeah. Rob, what's uh, what's your suggestions? Uh, I'm learning a lot. I'm taking notes on how to love my wife from DJ. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's got four kids. <laughs> to the Pints and Policy Podcast, we're gonna teach you how to love your wife. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm an idiot for the like. Love kids, but like, I mean, he told me, and I was like, Really? Like, yeah, that was, uh, you know, that's there's a way that that happens. Man. Yeah, and you were telling me about all the fun times it was happening. Well, I sure was, dude. <laughs> it was, we were, we were in a good little like two week period, too. Like, it was, every, oh man, well, was it worth it? The, the process was worth it, <laughs> and the outcome was not, but it'll be worth it. Hey, God's good. Pull and jerk, pull and there jerk. There you go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so, Rob, you know what? Uh, what's your suggestion for guys that are, they're, are, you know, they're married, they've got kids, they have a girlfriend, they have whatever that they've got well, other things in their life that they need to be doing, but they're four, five, six, ten years in, you know, wherever they're at in their business, but they're starting to get up in age. How do you, how do you balance it? What do you tell us to do? Well, I mean, you know, one of the most important things in is is getting people you trust under you in important roles, management roles, to, to kind of carry the load, to, to you know, take on the burden of being responsible for different aspects of your business. I can't manage everything going on. I can't manage all these people. I can't manage all these locations. I rely on other people to do that for me. And report back to me what's going on i get involved i step in when i need to i spent the entire day at the auction today because we had some big stuff going on but you know I, I do i do my part and as long as they do their part it, it runs smooth so that getting people to help you is one of the more difficult things for a business owner to, to take that step to to trust someone else with your baby to, to do it right and to do how you want them to do it. And and that's a, a lot of times that's a, a peak that detailers can't get over. They can't get past not doing the car themselves. They can't get past letting another person oversee what's going on and you just keep me posted on what you need from me, but I'm going to trust you to be responsible for this. First step to grow, trust your team to do what they can – like what yeah yeah let them let them show you that they can do it you know people want to feel valuable let them earn their money yep that's hard oh it's it was the one of the hardest things it, ever done it's the most difficult thing it is I think, to let go of certain business. tasks absolutely because you can always do it better that's i mean because yeah. you, you could literally go through the list on social media finding some of the big shops finding whether it's big mobile units or what, like, they don't have a team. Nope. 
maybe one like and they're gonna complain about people all the time oh yep. nobody would ever do it like the way i do it yeah of course they're not you no nope. exactly they're not I you know. so i always give the analogy I can of tell like you i can go away for days and no one even notices yep no one notices and if that's I'm a, doing something or at a different location life goes on at the one spot and it's to the point now that that i have enough time to to do what i'd like to do and i i come into the offices and and you know i have offices at locations and when i'm there people ask me questions and they come by but i can go days a week without stepping foot in there and everything runs fine and and that's because you were able to transition from strictly thinking detail and strictly thinking i've got to display this to shit i've got a business here like, yeah. and that's that's sort of what i like we put out a lot of content lately based on great cool you're so great this is an immaculate time of our you know existence as detailers you should be amazing and should have all this great like cool but why are you just staying there? Yeah. Like, but, but why are you, you just in one shot? If it's so amazing, you should be in two, five. Like, why aren't you? Yeah, ninety-five percent of detailers don't get past that point. Yeah. There's there's a very small group of detailers that can get past that. Yeah. So if if you're young and you're listening to it, and right now we just said that, dude. Fucking look in the mirror and go, "What up, bro?" Like, what are you going to do? What are you trying to do, bro? Like, are you going to take we, the suggestions do from this the or first what? of stop spending a bunch of stupid money? Oh, and number five of the International Detailing Association? Are you right? gonna, <laughs> number five? Well, and then if you're, if you are getting older and, hey, <laughs> you don't have multiple units, you don't have multiple team members, you're still the one doing all the work? Or well, maybe you got one or two? Like, or if you... I always say that when I give my talks at Mobile Tech, when I talk about building your business, I'm like, who's here's business is closed because they're sitting in this room with me? Mm-hmm. Oh, because man. The answer is yours. Yep. You're doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, yep. your business should not be closed if you're not there. Absolutely not. Man, the first time I went to, to a SEMA trip and, and, I, and, and the business was still running, I, I was like, this is literally incredible. Like, I mean, the weight, it was just like, I did, I made the step. It was the hardest thing ever to leave my hometown with people still using my trucks and my brand and my, and, and to just go out there and you know what? I'm off the, I'm off the map for a week. Don't I call think me. that first, that first time you went to SEMA was the first time we met. That, okay. So that was the time I was on, <laughs> probably, yeah. Cause remember we went, oh. to, we, we were like, where should we eat? And I said, oh, how about this barbecue place? And, and the seats were like freaking like, horse oh, yeah, saddles. I'm vegetarian. I'm like, yeah. why didn't you say something? Yeah, I was, but it took us like an hour to, it <laughs> took us shy. like, it took us an hour and a half to meet up. Like we were, I was like, where are you at? Where are you at? Like, yeah, we were walking around. They didn't Vegas. have Uber back then. I don't think. There oh, was I no was gonna say, what was that? Because the CP time completely missed. No, 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 no. It was because we're in Vegas on foot trying to get to a restaurant, but the yeah, seats were like horse saddles. Remember that? Oh yeah, they were. They were horse saddles. <laughs> and he ordered a salad. I got a burger, yeah, he bro. Did. He did order a salad. Did I really? 
I think so. It's some sort of bean soup, I think. Oh, it was. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, I got a burger. Like, no, you got a salad I didn't and bean break, soup. No, I'm thinking back. I didn't break back then. I used to break every now and then for stuff. No, that's why you didn't break. That was that was the time yeah. I didn't break at all. Yeah. Man, that's funny. All right, so I think this all came up from DJ. Yeah, so you wrote an article in the Auto Detailing News magazine, um, and I was reading it on a trip to – it was my – Vacate family vacation, I think actually. We went to Florida for a vacation and I always it comes out around that time, so I read the whole thing through and through. And your article, like I've known you for a long time, you've been mentoring me for, for quite some time. Um, but I was like, man, this would be some killer freaking podcast content. So you had three points in here that were great. It's as far as, you know, how to avoid burnout and so on and so forth. And that's I was like, you know what, Rob, we gotta have you on the podcast and talk about, you know, these topics here because this is some really, really, really good information to anyone listening. So, yeah. Well, you know, I so just to go over them real quick for those who haven't read it. You know, one of the things that we already talked about was hiring the management, but the other was creating procedures and processes so that everyone in your company is doing the same thing, and everybody could be swapped out in any position, and they know exactly what the other person they're working with is doing. They know how I want it done. They know what they're supposed to do to get there. And, you know, they're step-by-step ways. And, and, and that's important, training and getting people to understand what's going on. Like these, some of these detailers, you go in and you look, and they've got 10,000 chemicals and compounds and, you know, all this nonsense. It, that doesn't really work that well for employees. You need to say, here's what you do here. Here's what you do here. Here's what you do here. Follow the process. And, right. and it works like that. You can get people to do what you want them to do by by setting things up, by establishing what works, putting it down on paper, creating an operations manual, creating a training manual, showing these people step by step, here's how I want it done. And then there's no, there's no confusion. You, they know the expectation from the beginning. And then also just letting go of the reins. We sort of talked about that a little bit too. It's just – allowing other people to to run your business and run it in a way you know you can't be the best at everything i've got i've got um adam he works for me he's my number two guy he's great at marketing in a way that i couldn't even consider being and he knocks it out i don't i don't have to worry about that aspect of my business anymore because he handles it and he handles it significantly better than i could do you know everybody who who I hire to put in roles, I feel as though can do that job as well or better than me. And, and, and I've learned from them. So, you know, there's no reason, even though I'm hiring managers and, and letting people run the business, I'm also learning from them and I'm making sure that they are the right people and not just people. And you make mistakes. I've, I've, you know, I've hired the wrong people. I've promoted the wrong people into positions and had problems and made mistakes about it. And, and it's a learning process. You're never going to knock it out of the box with every manager that you hire. <laughs> no but, way. You know, you, but you will learn, okay, this is what I'm looking for in, the, in this job. This is what I'm looking for in this job. And, you know, there's nothing harder than sitting down someone who's been with you for years and you've promoted into a position that they're incapable of. And, you know, 
and, and I take the blame for it. I'm like, look, I I did not set you up properly. You know, I did not I did not get you to where you needed to be. I thought this would work, and it's not. And you have to try to salvage that relationship. But it's better than just leaving someone somewhere they shouldn't be. Yep, it's not doing you any service whatsoever to do that. No. Like like I, I said in here, te- detailing technicians do not make great managers in any way, shape, or form, I found. And if you I find a good manager that's a detail tech, you better put, move him up real quick or he's gone. Yeah, you know, if, if, if you can get someone like that, great. I've got a couple, but the best managers that I've had have come – you hire them as man. You, you hire them on them yep. what they need to know about detailing. So you like hire actual managers. You don't put out a yeah. yeah. You don't hire. You don't promote within. You hire actual managers. You hire marketing people. You hire for the position that you want. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's good, man. You know, managing the auction. I mean, on any given day, there's forty to forty-five people working there, and that job I gave to a detailing technician who'd learned a lot about auctions. And he drowned in the first couple months. It was very apparent that he was out of his depth. And the manager I brought in to replace him didn't know anything about detailing, but he'd managed people before. And he's fantastic at what he does. And he's learned about detailing, and he knows enough about detailing to manage the shop. But, you know, that's not his job. His job is to to manage personalities and, and... keep the politics of what's going on above him, you know, stable. So he deals with reps and, and the auction itself and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, those are skill sets that a detailer won't necessarily have that someone from the outside might. Mm-hmm. How'd you learn all this, Rob? Trial and error. <laughs> yep. 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 No, I knew it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's, no. I think we need the answer to that one. Yeah. yeah, but you got to ask the question. For sure. There's going to be a lot of people. Because I sit there I, and go, it, wow, that's a lot of it. Like, I'm just a detailer, and I'm like, how in the world am I ever going to get there? Right. Uh-huh. Failing. Trial and error. Failing. Yeah. Or falling out. So, that's what I, I, I mean. That's learning from someone that's done it before. Yeah. Or learning from you can avoid yeah. some. You basically have given them a roadmap you, to success. You, this literally, this, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. If you take it and implement it, it's a roadmap to mm-hmm. success for sure. Yeah. Start to finish. Yep. Nicely awesome. done, Rob. Yeah, definitely, Rob. Killer information. Yeah. That's why you're the that. president of the IDA. That is, yeah. yeah. President of the IDA. <laughs> hey, All you're, right, you're so, Rob, the uh, no, no MTE Vegas, but SEMA? No, not this year. I've got, a, I've got you know, just I, as much as I love those trips, I, I always make time for mobile tech in Florida. Orlando, just yeah. With, with everything going on, it it's difficult because we like to one of the things I like to do now that I have a little bit of freedom is travel, you know, like to go places. We're going to Florida in the, in um, October or so. So it's difficult for me to get away right before that for a week. And we're going to um, uh, Cancun to Mexico in the spring. So, you know, a couple times a year we're really traveling. So Mm -hmm. I have to wait, you know, do I want to, do I want to go on a vacation with my family and, and do that? Or do I want to go out and hang out with you bums and <laughs> with Hooters girls? You shifted your work-life balance. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, my kids are six and three, and this is kind of the time. 
Yeah. You know, when we do things like this, like last year, instead of SEMA, I took my my oldest son. We went. My family was already down there, so we, I took him to Disney World for a couple of days. You know, I mean, that's the that's the kind of time that I enjoy and want to spend now. So, so, so Rob, you you are a detailer who takes three vacations a year and spends a lot of time with your family. I wouldn't consider him a detailer anymore, huh? <laughs> yeah. I tell he's, people if I detail a car, somebody fucked up. I think he's graduated from that a long time ago. You see me out there cleaning a car, Rightfully so, somebody's though. in trouble. Yeah. I completely disagree. <laughs> How so? Rob, did you start by putting your hand in a wash bucket and washing cars? Yeah. Marty said, once a detailer, always a detailer. <laughs> once a detailer, always a detailer. I didn't know that, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, but my point is, like... There's so many guys that listen. You get them on DMs. I get them. Like, there's so many guys that listen, and it's just like you don't know where you're going to be in 15 years. And it takes, like we just said, three or four years. Of like, it takes a long process, and you're still a deep – like, you're the same guy that you were 15 years ago. In a sense, right? No. There's a lot that's different, but <laughs> you still have a business that cleans cars. There we go. Yes. Let's leave it at that. You're yes. you're still a detailer because you own a business that cleans cars. And I can. If I have to pick up a buffer and, and teach new people how to do it, you I can. do it. And, and I know that if there's a problem and I have to go out there and do it, you know, I mean, leaders lead from the front. Yeah. So if, 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 if I, I don't ask people to do – if people don't want to get on the roof of an RV or if somebody's nervous about it, I climb my ass up and I, and I clean the roof of the RV. So, you, if, you know, if people see you doing it, there's not much excuse for why they can't do it. Oh, yeah. it's 100 degrees outside and I'm out in this parking lot and I'm standing there next to you. You know, the owner's out here. What else can you say? And, and the reason why I really want to point that out and it's because we've had people that come on just a detailer or you just like we start out understanding the process and trying to do be the best at cleaning cars but we have to grow into the mindset of owning a business and and that's i still want to say you're a detailer you've just been able to go through the waves of time and progress and grow a, a business that you can now take multiple trips a year, spend a lot of time with your family and have multiple different revenue streams. Like you are the champion of, of, of what I think any detailer should strive to be like, yeah. definitely you know, co coaching my son's t-ball and baseball is, is something I wanted to do. Yeah. And all from know. starting to wash cars. Yeah. Like, Congrats, Rob, man. That's awesome. There's very few people in life. Let's not even go into detailing, right? You're a unicorn. But in life, very few people get to do what you're doing. And you started by cleaning cars. No, you started by selling slinging of the, the bootleg CDs. I get it. I get it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> the bootleg right. CDs, man. All right, so we need to rate this beer, Mr. Patterson, uh, Mr. Uh, Schroofer. Uh, make nice. sure I pronounce nice. the R. Um, what do you rate your beer that you've been drinking? Your one to five on that pale I, I, ale. I, I, I give mine a four. I I really I really like it. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a kind of a Miller 
my type of guy. That's what we drink most of the time. But when I do have something else, this is something I enjoy. It's definitely better than Coors Light, isn't it? <laughs> Miller Light? Absolutely not. That's what we drink here. Yeah, but it's not better than Coors, right? If he drinks it <laughs> instead of Coors, he thinks it's better than drink, Coors. That's what they drink there. We drink Coors here. Oh, my word. What were, we were out the other night with. Oh, Hell was, yeah, we were out. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was uh, with Darren from 66 Hour Hell Detail, yeah, Darren. I'm and we went and go, I'm yeah. tell you what. <laughs> we first were pulling up to this place, and it was way too. It was like, no, two dudes are not sitting there. Like, no. So we went around to uh, the garage, which has burgers and beer. Right? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'll take a curse. Oh. I mean, <laughs> wow. All yeah, this yeah. in order to curse? Curse light, man. He even pronounces it curse. That's how you do it out here, man. Yeah. All right, DJ, one to five. Five, you're getting it. As soon as we leave here, one, you will oh, I'm, I never mean, drink it again. Definitely getting a four. Okay. Like, it's, yeah, it's a new face. I'll pick it up for sure if I see it again. Okay. Nice. I'm going a bit three five. I'm gonna get Blue Moon over this. Well, I think they both have a place though, because Blue Moon is much more soft and smooth and more rich, which you like. And I love this like hot, more of a uh, robust, citrusy flavor in my mouth. Okay. Yep. Cool. I'm three five. But you should be a four though, because no, I'm not gonna join you guys in your fours. Why not? <laughs> Stay in a 3-5, damn it. All right, man. We tried. All right, Rob. We're three beers in. Hammered. Uh, okay, you are? Yeah, man. You're hammered? Dude, what's the time out question? These are poor, four point, four point eight. DJ's hammered. Anyone knows me knows Once I'm, again, I'm not hammered. our new thing with DJ being 30, he's hammered after three beers at 4.8. Oh, 4. 8. yeah. Oh, that was one of them. What's that? That was one of them. Weeks after you said, you go... Well, no, this is high alcohol. I don't like that. I'd oh, like to, to sip on beer now. But I was like, what? Because yeah, the whole time you talked about it, you want the high alcohol so you can I get would drunk go faster. The sevens, the nines. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like four point. Oh, I can drink, drink. Let's, yeah. let's do it. Hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Course light. <laughs> All right, so it's time for the tab out question, Rob. Uh, it's a question of the day for you to ask us, and we'll open it up to different detailers around to answer um, what they think. Well, so what is really your question? It's not really a detailing related question. I'm a movie guy. I love watching movies. So I always wonder what people, what's your favorite movie that you would just stop on no matter what, if you see it on TV and just scrolling through the channels that you stop on all the time that you've seen a hundred times. Okay, so not what is our favorite movie, but what's a movie well, we I, would stop? It could be either. It could be either, I guess. But one that you, there's. So my cousin Vinny is mine. Whenever it's on, <laughs> I don't know why. I just stop. I I never make it past. If it's on, I don't care where it is in the movie. I just watch it. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, mine. Oh, you know yours. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I am legend. I'm uh, Legend. That's yep. a good one. Will Smith. Yeah. TBS all the time. Dude. You, yeah, dude. You've got a Will Smith thing. <laughs> I got a thing for Will Smith. Yeah. I am Legend, and then iRobot. Either one. Yeah. Yeah, I like iRobot a lot. iRobot is literally what I used to always say. Like this is literally how the world's gonna end. <laughs> I mean. I mean, come on. There's a good not, story. not, not exactly yeah. like, ha but tech, like. 
<laughs> technology. Da- you know, data is like the commodity right now. Mm-hmm. Like data is the com- like that's what people are going after is yep. data. And then the new was it lear- what do they call them learning? Uh, I don't know. Like Alexa. Yeah, exactly. Like skills. They learn. Uh, no, like not not VR. That's visual. What's the uh, the way that machines AI. learn? AI, yeah, oh. automated, automated uh, intelligence, mm. and that's it's iRobot. Actually artificial intelligence. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, artificial intelligence. <laughs> um, that, yeah, like the learning process of a robot. When I saw that, will I was like, this like, is this seems so freaking true, and I, I mean, it's kind of playing out a little bit. Yeah. So mine, uh, mine's the Matrix. The Matrix. Yeah, I actually took my daughters through it this summer. Which pill? Uh, they always ask, like, is it the red pill or the blue pill? Like, I don't know, man. I feel like it's like a, a good thing to say after hearing the Matrix, right? I'm surprised, DJ. <laughs> I'm very surprised. You got movie quotes now. I like it. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm very, very impressed. Hey, man. Yeah. Made you proud, Dad. You did. Nicely yeah. done. <laughs> we, we all called him Dad last Vegas trip. Like, oh, the whole the crew. Like, it was like six of us. Like, hey, Dad, what are you going to eat next? <laughs> <laughs> Set up the banner. All right, Dad, we got it. <laughs> Old man. Old man, I am. Old man, Marty. So, yeah, mine would be Matrix. Great question, Rob. Great question. All right, so, Rob, where do people find you? Social media handles. I know you don't want to talk to anybody and you want to be all by yourself. I don't blame them. <laughs> um, but but I mean, just in case get, somebody wants to. Where can they to... follow your company's work at? <laughs> so, I mean, if, if you know, as being part of the IDA and, and people write me all the time and ask me questions. So I encourage it. If, if, if I have an answer for you, uh, I'll give it to you no matter, you know, what you need, anything. So, uh, Rob at onspotdetailing.com is my email. I mean, Facebook is just Rob Schrupper. You know, if you just look me up, there's not too many of them. So I'm pretty easy to find. Um, yeah, but you know, again, if, if anybody has any questions or just wants to talk or just, you know, need some help trying to figure out where to go next. I, I'm always open. I'll help if I can. And what's your closing thoughts? Anything you want to just make sure when you think work-life balance and you wrote this, you know, big uh, burnout article, what's, you know, give us a 30-second, hey, what you want to make sure everybody remembers. I, you know, it's worth it in the end. You know, I put in the time in the beginning. You have to put in the time. It takes years. But if you put it in, reinvest the money, it will grow. I like it. Yep. DJ, Marshall. where do people find you? Oh, you can find me at Insta- or Instagram. You at can find you at Instagram? You can find me at Instagram. Just go to Instagram. The, the, the yeah, go to straight actual, to the actual headquarters. Instagram headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> go to the HQ. Are you cleaning cars or are no, you just feet, hanging out outside? Up, like, I'm just chilling. Oh, okay. We're talking You're about a big inside? deal we got going on here. Yeah. Okay, cool. we got a new marketing plan for detailers going on at the, nice. at the, at the HQ. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at DJ Patterson, the business at EcoGreenMD. Uh, if you want to give the, you should give the Pints a follow if you're not already, at Pints Polishing Podcast on IG or Facebook. Closing thoughts for you? Uh, get in your car and drive down this roadmap that Rob put out for you, and you're going to be successful. Yeah. Uh, at Marty L. Hill on IG, Marty Hill JR, I think is Facebook. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't really say, I don't, I really don't check Facebook. I've realized lately that 
or answer your phone or, or answer his yeah like, voicemail or emails or... <laughs> basically don't contact him he doesn't want to talk oh no, He's, no text but it's the other way no. it's text like no. it's all dm text. on ig is full i get texts from guys all the time no it, they get a hold of me i'm just everywhere Rob, no. my my theory of it all is what works best for me and we go with what works best right for dj what works best for him he does what he works best so <laughs> it works best so what works best for me is not checking voicemail that works or good. emails that works good for you <laughs> it works great Oh my, um, my closing thoughts are this. I, Rob, I think you nailed it with, like DJ said, a complete roadmap. I, I think when I think work-life balance, I feel that it always leans towards the side of you have to spend time with life. And, and that really hasn't been my story. I've, I've all, since I started mobile detailing all the way through the 17 years, have been about the business and I think it's because I found something that I really enjoyed and if if you're not ready to jump 10 to 15 hours a day into it maybe you should find something else that you're really passionate about that you can because I I thoroughly enjoy what I'm doing and I want to spend the time I almost get upset when I don't DJ makes fun of me on vacations or wherever I'm going to work. He works harder on vacation than he does when he's here in Tulsa. But the Versa, there's not a burnout because I I enjoy it. Now, the thing is, you got to look at the flip side. Lost a marriage. Lost kids. Not much of a social life. Like... You got to be able to trade. You got to be able to figure out what's of what's the most valuable thing to you. I failed on a lot of the work-life balance because I've gone too hard in one direction, but it's because I'm not satisfied yet. I'm still hungry to keep trying to build and grow. And I haven't done what Rob did. I haven't brought in a, a good team. I've had teams, but they, they go in and out. So, you know, I it's definitely a great incredible roadmap and you've built uh, a phenomenal business and that's why i'm saying you started by putting your hand in a bucket and started washing cars and you had the skill set and the ability to grow it into a massive company so much respect man much respect thank you for your time thanks for having me yeah man show yeah. and we'll see you in i guess orlando and um yep i'll see you guys in orlando yeah. see you in orlando at hooters no we're not going to hooters again <laughs> yeah we're not going to hooters we gotta go now hooters orlando is horrible no the place to go in orlando is rocco's tacos rocco's tacos that's is the place the to shit, go man. so i'm gonna be in orlando next weekend are you to do some training are you with, with justin Lobato? yeah so remember that chick that her friends randomly said hi to me at Rocco's Taco. Oh, my God. I sent her a message. No, you didn't. I did. No, you're a... S- <laughs> you see, he, sets, he, yeah, he sets his dates up, like, months in advance. Like, oh, my word. What, did she respond? <laughs> you weren't supposed to ask that question. Did she respond? <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely moved on. Well, but yeah. But it was pretty funny. Like, we're just at Rocco's Tacos, and Some I chick get approached by somebody. I'm like, what the fuck? The like, second time that And trip. I was already an eye on her. She was hot. 
Good that's job, what Marty. I'm saying. Rocco's Tacos, we're two for two on Rocco's Tacos. We're Great place. For, oh, yeah, for sure. The one before was Jason that, from Sonax, and then a whole group of people oh, around the table. It was incredible. And there was 15 the to 20 amazing, people. And the food's amazing, and the atmosphere is amazing. Yeah. The, the, it's just, yeah. Yeah, so voting out Hooters, Rocco's Tacos is a place <laughs> to go for Mobile Tech Vegas. Boom. If Vegas? After Pint Night. Both mobile oh, tech. damn it. Did I really say that? Orlando. I'm going to mess it up quite a uh, bit now. Mobile Tech. Orlando. Mm. All right, Rob, man. Thanks so much. You got to cut this off. You got balance. You got to get to yeah. your wife and kids. Go watch a movie, yeah. man. Yeah. It's bedtime. It is bedtime. All right, guys. Thanks. See Thanks, you, man. Dude. Have a great night. Hey, everyone. Sheldon K here, show manager of Mobile Tech Expo. It's hard to believe we're only two weeks away from Mobile Tech Las Vegas, happening September 5th through 7th at the South Point Hotel and Casino. I hope you're as excited as I am. We have some really cool stuff going on. Randy Doyle is going to do a keynote. We have lots of education sessions. We have hands-on tools in the tool time area where you can try out the buffers and polishes right on a real car. Lots of cool things, lots of exhibitors, lots of fun. I hope to see you all there at the Pints and Polishing Happy Hour happening Friday after the show. Cheers. Have a great night. Ooh.